Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. This is Talk, Purpose, and Truth, and I am Eden, uh, your regular host. And today, for the first time in all the episodes Kim and I have done together, I am by myself. So, audience, please bear with me on this. Um, it is my first time ever really doing something like this by myself. Usually, I lean on Kim, but uh, I'm being tested today, so let's see how I do. Kim has a, a shout out for everyone. She's sorry that she couldn't be here. Um, and she wants to just kind of put it out there. She's been talking about this for a while on and off, but she's going through some some hormonal issues again, and she's uh, just trying to get through it. So just sending her the best, lots of love and prayers for her. Okay, so today um, I'm excited because we have uh, someone, actually two people that... Um, I feel very drawn to um, uh, our first guest. I will introduce. Um, he is. I feel drawn to him because he is uh, a great actor, and he's on one of my favorite TV shows. Um, his name is Chance Hurstfield. Am I pronouncing it right? I forgot to ask you guys. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Chance, um, he's a multi-award-winning actor. He's 13 years old, and he's one of the stars of AB the ABC hit series. Uh, a Million Little Things, and he also plays Atticus in the Universal Pictures' number one box office hit movie, Good Boys. I don't know if any of you saw that. I think it was out of, like a year, year and a half ago, something no. like that, two years. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> um, and this winter, he's also starring alongside Mel Gibson in the feature film Fat Man, Aside from his many film and TV roles, Chance also stars in several animated TV series, including Paw Patrol, The, the Bravest Night, Dinosaur Train, Chip and Potato. Oh, am I going to pronounce this one right? Dorg Van Dango? <laughs> Van Dango? Yeah. As well as Disney Channel's Pup Academy. Okay. You've, you're, you're 13 and you've already done so much. <laughs> uh. Okay, so now I'm going to go to introduce, he's here with his dad, and his dad has his own amazing credits. So his dad's name is Adam Hirschfield, and he is a music and film producer, songwriter, record, record executive, and an artist manager. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he's, um, they are both in Vancouver, Canada. Is that where you guys are? Okay. Vancouver is home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. Um, somewhere else usually. But. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so a little bit more about Adam. You are now the, are you the owner of the XOXO Entertainment Corp? Yes, now. I am. I'm the president of XOXO. I started the company. Um, long story short, I used to uh, be a partner in another label it was with Universal, and then I broke off on my own, and Universal gave me a label deal, so I, I went over to Universal Music and started XOXO, and then we made a deal with E1, Entertainment One, and 
And so we, we, and we work with all, pretty much all the big labels around the world. Okay. That's, that's amazing. Okay. Well, a couple other things that caught my eye when I looked at your bio, Adam, <laughs> because uh, some of these people are like the, the really cool people that you've worked with. Um, some of them are from like my kids' childhood amazing. and like, who do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> now, so your kids' yeah. childhood. How, oh, so when you were a child or when your kids no. were? My kids, so I have two daughters and um, 17, so I keep saying 17, she's 16 and 20. Okay. So they were around during High School Musical, all that. Oh, so you're talking about Lucas Graveels? Yes. Musical? Yeah, he's a great yes. guy. Yes, so mm -hmm. talented. And then I, I saw Ashley Tisdale's on the list too. Tisdale, yeah, of course. Okay, I believe she lives out by me. Ashley, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, also, one of the other things, um, you, I think you produced uh, and wrote a number one best-selling song back in 2015 in Southeast Asia, and it, the song was titled Perfectly Imperfect. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. So the, okay. So the reason that caught my eye is, um, I don't think we've mentioned this to you. I don't know if you've seen it on any of our Instagram posts or anything, but Kim and I are um, also a, we're partners or we work with a campaign and it's called Imperfectly Perfect. Nice. And yes, and it's all about changing the stigma around mental health, um, creating awareness around suicide and we're expanding. And um, he, uh, the person who founded it is Glenn Marsden. He started in Australia. He lives there, um, but he's now coming over to the U.S. as well to expand to all the states. So we are we're trying to get more and more people on board. And there's a lot of um, celebrities that are, we're using them too as faces because it just, I'm sure you know that people just tend to listen more to people who are well-known. <laughs> yeah, it helps. It definitely helps. Yeah. So they use their platform for something that can really help change the world. And I know now, especially with what's, what's going on in the world, uh, mental health is way up there on um, on the list of you know most crucial, most important right now. We have to really pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. People are sort of slipping through the cracks right now. So, anyways, that's a whole other subject. But that song, I I have to listen to it because I want to know if the words kind of go with it. We should use it as our theme song or something. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> um, so okay. What'd you say? Sarah would love that too, Sarah Veronimo. She's yeah. the Beyonce of Asia. She's a megastar. Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, I can't just imply that it was a, it will be okay, but you yeah. know, I'll check it out and then you know you could talk to the the lawyers and <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay, so anyways, um chance, I guess um the first thing that I really was intrigued by was when I was looking through your Instagram and you just stand out to me as a really humble 13 year old. Um, yeah, I mean, you've been, you've got, I imagine all these mega stars around you and amazing actors. Um, but you seem very grounded. Do you feel that way? <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I do feel that way because, you know, one thing my dad always told me is that, you know, you have to be nice to everybody because 
the people you pass on the way up are going to be the exact same people you pass on the way down. Nice. Wow. Okay. You did, did well, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I also saw too, one other thing was like, it's in kind of going back and forth with both of your Instagram, your social media. I see there's so much love between you guys, the two of you. It's my best friend. <laughs> my, um, my, my mini me. We even have the same hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing. Do you, um, so you reside in Canada? Yes. Vancouver's home. We were both born in Vancouver, um, but you know our careers take us yeah. everywhere. So you know, it's, sometimes it's, you're not. You don't get to be together. Um, we're we're always together for the most part. We're just always together in different parts of the world. Yeah, and I, I travel a lot to produce records. So, but I'll like for instance, it's a 15, 16 hour flight to Asia. I'll literally fly to Asia. Um, and start recording and rush back home as fast as I can. So I'm, I try not to be away for as long as possible. So I do a lot of like cross the world trips every month, pretty much. Minus COVID, of course, I've been home for a bit, but we, we try to be together as much as possible. Okay. So, and things for you guys both have just stopped for a while with the COVID? Yeah. For you. Mm-hmm. I mean, animation is, is, has started maybe like two weeks ago. I've, I've done a bit more animation sessions, but everything live action was just kind of put on pause. Yeah, Chance was supposed to be filming an Amazon Prime series right now. And uh, he had wrapped filming with Mel Gibson. We were shooting on the East Coast. And uh, literally uh, the quarantine was coming into effect and we were shooting as fast as we could basically to get uh, the movie finished. and. Uh, he came home to Vancouver and was supposed to start on the Amazon Prime show. And it was basically put on hiatus uh, until further notice, until, you know, things open up. Um, a Million Little Things has plans to come back ASAP, which is great. So we're uh, yeah. starting to get busy for him. For me as a, a songwriter and a producer, it's, it's still been incredibly busy just because uh, labels are always looking for the first single. So they'll come to me and say, hey, you know, we have three second singles on this artist, but we need that first single. And so they'll come to me to, to write that first single. So I've been, I've been working like crazy. Uh, you know, fortunately we have a big recording studio at home. So, which is another thing I also wanted to do so I could be near my family. Um, Versus, you know, in our other studio, I would be there till six, seven, eight in the morning working and then I'd come home and try to sleep for a few hours and go. And so I was always away from them. So uh, we put a a studio in at home as well. um, So I could, you know, work when Chance is sleeping and and just be near him. So. Wow. Yeah. You've really found the ideal way <laughs> to make sure. We're very fortunate people. Yeah. We're very lucky to have these lives. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of million little things, um, so I'm a huge fan, um, and we had the privilege of having Christina Moses on this podcast. Yeah, we saw that. We love Christina. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She was on our show a couple times, and she's actually part of the Perfectly Perfect campaign too. Yes. <laughs> um, that's how I got introduced to her from, from Glenn, the founder. He, he brought us together. Yeah. But 
Yeah. So um, anyway, so she um, just is is such a. It seems like her and now knowing meeting you, Chance, like you guys just seem so real and <laughs> like the ensemble just is an amazing set of actors. Um, but it feels like you're just such good friends, all of you. We are, you know, we, uh, well, personally, you know, I, I really got lucky with all the cast. We all got lucky with, you know, we, we hang out outside of, the, we hang out outside of them and little things outside of set. Lizzie Green, who plays Sophie, she's like a big sister to me. And Tristan Vine, who plays three, Theo, he's like a little brother to me. So we're all great friends. Yeah. Is, you know what, I, I, is Theo related to, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name, the one who plays his dad? Uh, David Gentoli? No, no relation. They look, they, there's there's like a similarity to me, like at the smile or something. It was yeah. really good, really good casting then. Good casting. Good casting. DJ, yeah. DJ Nash is a genius. He, uh, he, he's, he, he really knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, and you and Lizzie, you kind of look alike to me. There's a resemblance. We hear that a lot. Yeah. Oh, you do? So I'm not the only one? Yeah. Okay. You know, and okay. going back to your point about the cast of the little things, I can speak as Chance's father. Um, I've been in this business for many, many years, and it's very rare that a cast gets along that well. Mm -hmm. The thing that I love, especially because Chance, you know, we signed a deal for many years with ABC, and in order for myself, who's in the business, to commit my son to a deal that long and, and that big, um, I first want to make sure he was enjoying himself. Um, and I have to tell you, every single cast member is humble. They're all super kind, super talented. And it's really literally a team. Like, I don't know how much we're supposed to share, but uh, it didn't happen on Tuesday, but they were all going to do yoga via Zoom. Huh? You know? um, they're, they're all incredible people, you know, on and off set. And so I think Chance is a very, very lucky kid to, you know, be working on a show that has, first of all, has that much, you know, heart, you yeah. know, authenticity. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a very challenging role for Chance because Chance and Danny are completely different individuals. But just to get to be around those incredible adults and the producers and the writers and, of course, DJ, the creator, and, and Nina, they're all just wonderful people. So from the outside looking in, you know, I am so thankful that Chance gets to be a part of the show. And I know Chance really appreciates it. Yeah, it, you, it just comes off. You can, you can see it. You yeah. feel it on the screen. And then the, the writing is absolutely amazing. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chance, you play a very controversial role. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How does it feel? Do you what's what kind of feedback do you get from that? Um you know, I I don't really take the character lightly because I know that there are a lot of people out there who are scared to be themselves and tell people who they are. So the thing is I want to try to be a voice for those people. And even if I can help one person. I'm satisfied and I get very positive feedback from a lot of people because they're telling me what they're going through and, and how they relate with Danny. And I think it's truly amazing that I can connect with these people and resonate with them. 
Yeah. Does it, do you feel like you have any challenge with like staying grounded in that? Do you, if, if you get like a negative feedback, is there ever anything negative? There's been a little bit of negative feedback, but to be honest with you, I, I just kind of brush it off. It's, it's really not important because one thing my dad says is that if you're not getting any hate, then you're not making, well, if you're not getting enough hate, then you're not doing something right. You're not making enough noise. Yeah. <laughs> So. That is, oh my gosh, you guys, it's so weird that you just said that. Because our, we had, okay, this is really off subject, um, something going on with one of the top, one of the guests that we had on recently, we haven't aired the show yet, um, being, uh, how do I put it, I'm, I'm trying not to say it in case I'm not allowed, but, but stuff that came out, the truth that's coming out about her with the uh, the racist, some racist comments. Anyways, so um, we might, we're, we're considering airing it, but then we might, we're worried about the hate yeah. <laughs> coming in. So, but that is something that I keep hearing is that, you know, you don't want it, but sometimes it it is, it ends up benefiting you. Absolutely. You know, Chicago yeah. became the biggest pop star in the world because 49% of the world disliked her. Wow. 51 really stood up for her and became super fans, you know? And that's really, I mean, especially in the music business, that's how you, you really grow an artist is, yeah. is noise. Uh, my wife is a pop star. My wife is Elisa Strata, uh, Chance's stepmom. And, you know, Chance has been born into the entertainment industry. So mm -hmm. we would literally like leave our condo downtown Vancouver and paparazzi would be outside and she'd be stopped for photos every five steps. And, and yet she's a sweet, humble, amazing, most incredible stepmother. So I think Chance always saw, you know, this is the industry, this is the excitement, and then this is home life. And, and you know, so he learned by example. And Elise is one of those artists that, you know, has been a little controversial over the years. And, and I mean, I think we all get into controversy at one point in time in our lives or, or, or not. And the controversy actually somehow usually elevates us, unless you've done something very terrible. Right. <laughs> Especially when you're in controversy that you didn't personally do anything wrong. It's that's dream marketing. <laughs> so, so if you were my, our manager, you would tell us to air it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you yeah. offline more about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. I, 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 like I said, you know, that's, it, it's, if it goes viral, even for a negative, you've done a lot of marketing. So True. you're not, you know, depicted in that way. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's more, it's, you know, and also, it probably needs to be shared. I don't know who the person is or what the circumstance, but you know, sometimes everything needs to come to the light, especially with you know what's going on in the world right now and mm -hmm. systemic racism. And and this is something Chance has been really, both of us have been really passionate about, and we've been watching documentaries and studying. And Romney Malco, uh, you know, who plays Rome on a million little things, he's been yeah. very vocal about it, and 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 we're learning a ton from him and and Christina Moses as well. And yeah. and I I. I I creep on my son's social media just because, you know, uh, he's my son, you know, <laughs> I live for the kid. Um, and I see him standing up 
against racists and and it makes me incredibly proud and and he knows that he's going to get some backlash for that because he's drawing the line in the sand and and you know a lot of people are afraid to get the backlash but there has to be some voices there has to be some leaders so you know i'm always very proud of chance when he stands up for a cause that is uh wow that i would be very proud too <laughs> Yeah, so I might need, we need to learn from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, is it scary though when you do that? Not necessarily. Stand up for what, what you feel is right? Um, no, to me, really not at all because, you know, when something like that happens, like my dad said, you know, you are going to get some backlash for some people, but at the end of the day, you stood up for what's right and for a good cause. Okay. All right. And I also think another point to that is I never want to just do this for the sake of uh, listens or attention. You know, it has to be for yeah. the right reasons. Yeah, too. absolutely. Well, Chance, what Chance doesn't mention is Chance really likes to think things through. So he often doesn't make noise till he knows exactly what kind of noise to make and he does thorough research. So yeah, so that's he, different. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's, I don't think he, you're the kid to speak off the cuff as much as you see an injustice or something wrong and then you spend the time to realize what it is before you speak, which I also love because I might be a little faster to speak, but yeah. Chance really likes to process before he speaks. Wow, good for you. <laughs> I have a great mom, I have a great stepdad, great stepmom. Yeah, I can tell. I think it all starts with parenting. It's yeah. all about parenting. So yeah, that's part of what I do. I work with people and try to heal their past, their childhood, and it's all it all comes from you know, their adulthood is all related and all connected to where, um, to their childhood. So if you start off with that and you, you're molded from good parents, oh my gosh, you're way ahead of many people. It's very, very true. And, and I mean, this, this was passed down from my dad because I had the world's greatest father. And so all I knew was to try to be as great a father as I possibly can for my son. And I'm sure he'll be the same way with his kids in the future. Yeah. Well, so. I always think, and I believe that it's true. You can't give what you don't get. It's very true. Mm -hmm. And then the opposite, you can give it if you did get it. So it is, like I said, it's quite obvious. You got what you needed. <laughs> Both of you, Adam too. We're, we're, we're a very lucky family. We yeah. We really yeah. do. Yeah. Awesome. You guys, it's, it's rare to see this I, because I, like I said, I have clients and I work with many, many people, thousands of people over the years who uh, need that to figure out how to parent themselves because they didn't get what they needed. Yeah. Yeah. I have friends in the same situation as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, with the show back to million little things, um, it's, it's all about mental health. Like everybody's going through something. And I love that because it's like life, like real life. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and do they have like um, a consultant on there? Somebody who is a yeah. mental health expert? They do. Okay. Yeah, they have a, a psychiatrist um, who literally reads every script and approves 
Uh, oh. You know, DJ Nash, the creator, he, he like I said, he's an incredible guy. And he knows that, you know, the show reaches people that might be on the edge, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the show wants to make sure that they don't push anybody too far and they depict things as truthfully and honestly as possible. So, so yeah, absolutely. He, he, he very much makes sure that the psychiatrist reads the scripts and, and, and he'll, you know, say, Hey, how would this go? Cause you know, he's the head writer as well. Um, and the whole team of writers are incredible, but they really want to make sure that they bring honesty to all the roles. Oh yeah. It's brilliant. Just brilliant. <laughs> that man, that psychiatrist, it, it, uh, kudos. It, you know, I, when we first got the script, I was in China actually. And, um, I read it and I was like, wow, is America ready for this, something this heavy? And, and uh, Chance got the offer to play Danny. And I remember being at the very first table read where all the executives flew in and everybody was sitting there. We were in a beautiful hotel ballroom and all the actors were lined up in the table reading. And I just listened to them play their roles sitting around a table as we watched along to that script I had read way in advance. And I said, oh my God, this is magical. But it took them playing those roles for even myself to understand the magnitude of what the show was going to be. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, special. And I'm sure it's compared to, um, it, this is us, right? You hear, do you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, what? <laughs> You're gonna say something. <laughs> I think initially it was compared to This Is Us because there wasn't really anything else out there, you know, with that kind of heart, maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe there was, but it wasn't on a, on a you know, one of the major networks. And, uh, but I think that people quickly realized a million little things took on its own path. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Sorry to do that. You guys are like, Oh, I hate hearing that. <laughs> At the beginning, yeah, it was compared, but it took a completely different turn than what people thought it was, than where people thought it was going to go. Yeah. So. And, and I remember at the very first table read, DJ thanking ABC for letting him not be funny. Like sometimes the episodes aren't funny. Yeah. And, you know, Obviously, they have great, sweet, funny moments in the show, and they've, you know, it's definitely gotten probably even more funnier and lighter. Yeah. In, like, there's an element of of light at the end of every tunnel, I think. Yeah. Uh, that might it might not have started off that way, but ABC was fully behind DJ and really trying to do something different. And I think probably the fact that This Is Us was such a hit probably helped. ABC take a chance on the show, sure. but so definitely deviated away from that real quick. Yeah. Their own thing. And I know there's another show, which we haven't seen yet, but we'll see the promos for Band of Dads. Oh, oh Dad. that's, that's the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, I, you know, have you seen it yet? I haven't. But uh, there was an episode called Band of Dads. That's why I got confused on a million little things. Um, yeah. But uh, I think, you know, the world needs these kind of shows. So yeah. You know, I'm glad that they're making these shows. Yes. Well, speaking of being funny, like having a little comic relief, I, 
Adam, I don't know if you remember a while, like maybe four months ago, the end of, uh, I think it was the last episode of this season, I messaged you because I thought that Chance's scene was so funny in the hospital. So Chance, I have to tell you, in case you didn't hear this from your dad, uh, my whole family watches and we saw the episode, I mean, the scene where you and Lizzie um, met mom's boyfriend for the first time <laughs> in the hospital. And both of you were like acting like you were attracted to him. Like you, you thought he was cute. You, he was uh, very, he's very good looking. So anyways, I thought you guys just played that so well. And, and to be able to have uh, the opportunity to say it to you face to face, that's so cool. <laughs> you know, that scene was definitely one of my favorites that I've done. And Lizzie is so sweet. She's such an amazing person. And, you know, I love it so much because Lizzie and I can play off of each other so easily. And, and, and DJ and everybody, they said, you know, if you want to add something, add something. And that was one of the amazing things that I loved about it. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So, so you, you were the one who really just added that then. Uh, well, I, I, I think I you meant add, like, if, if you think maybe a different word would fit in better in a certain situation, and go ahead. Uh, okay. yeah, I mean, the, the writing was definitely super yeah. solid and, and hilarious uh, in it. But I, I, I remember that scene vividly. Mm -hmm. And uh, DJ, I think DJ said it's one of his favorite scenes ever of the show. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he said that, which is such a compliment to Chance, he said that he could throw anything at this kid. He thinks Chance is a 40-year-old man trapped in a 13-year-old's body. Yeah. Because he challenges them with the drama. He challenges them with the comedy. And, uh, you know, I, I was very proud watching that scene, too. I loved I mean, I was on set when they were shooting, and I was watching the monitors with DJ yeah. and, and the director. And, yeah, it was, it was hard not to laugh out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we did here at home, <laughs> at our house. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys are involved in some um, programs, some organizations. Um, one of them, I think it's called the Random Acts of Kindness Army. So tell us about that. So the Random Acts of Kindness Army is an initiative that I started with my dad and my stepmom while we were stuck in quarantine. And basically it happened when I saw a news article on the Philippines and how horrible their quarantine is going right now. Because the thing is, they're not allowed to go outside. So I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, so, so, you know, here in, we're, we're from Canada, and uh, here when people were basically quarantined, our government would give everybody $2,000 a month. And, and they had like rent subsidies for people that needed it. Um, if you needed the money, they would give you 2,000 a month and even provincial governments would maybe kick in another thousand even. Um, uh, so our government did a really good job of taking care of us. Uh, in America, uh, same thing, you know, it's not a perfect system by any means in Canada or America, but there's options, there's avenues, there's food banks, there's, you know, several, several organizations that will help you. If, if a family's starving, you know, People can literally stand on the street and and you know ask for money and they they're probably going to get some 
you know, or a loaf of bread or something. In the Philippines, they quarantined everybody, like they didn't give anybody warning. And this, that's a culture, it's 107 million people in the country and it's very wealthy or very poor. And most people work 14 to 16 hours a day for $8 a day. And they spend that $8 on feeding their families. And there's no savings. There's no uh, government. So, well, I mean, their government support um, is very different than ours. Like, yeah. you want to tell them? So here, so in the Philippines, if, if you voted for the current government in power, you would get a tiny basket of food every month. And in that basket, there's barely anything. It's enough for my stepmom, my dad, and I. That's what we would have for dinner one night. So that's what they get for the entire month. No matter wow. how big of a family they have, they are gonna get this tiny basket of food and it has to last them the whole month. So what they would do is, is they would boil water and put some scraps in it and call it soup. And pe people were literally starving. And so Chance you know, came to me and he, you know, I've been to the Philippines a gazillion times and I, I love the people and super talented culture and they're just really, really kind people. And so Chance said, Dad, I want to do something. I want to try to help. So we, that day, that night, we created that Facebook page, the Random Acts of Kindness Army and invited some friends. And before you know it, we had, you know, 800 people were, were subscribed to it. And the idea was to try to raise money to help the poorest of the poor families. Because like Chance said, they're shut down and they don't have, they don't own cars, they don't own anything. They have these jeepney taxis, which are, you know, kind of outdoor taxis and those aren't running. So even if they had a dollar, yeah. Yeah, even if they did have a dollar to spare to go buy food, the stores are miles and miles away and they can't get there because all of the tricycle taxis, the drivers aren't allowed to drive them. So even oh. at a dollar or two, they can't get food with it. And babies are drinking boiled water, babies, with oh. a little bit of rice in there and sugar for flavor. And that's, that's how they're supposed to grow up to be healthy humans. So we, we reached out to some of our influential friends and uh, created this Random Acts of Kindness Army. We partnered with the Lions Club in the Philippines uh, who were on the ground. They were already trying to do some initiatives. So we teamed up with them and raised a bunch of money that went directly to the Lions Club. We have a website, it's, it's what's the website? R-A-O-K-Army.com. Yeah, R-A-O-K-Army.com, where people could go in and they could buy like a bag of rice, which costs $2, could feed an entire family. Um, but every penny helps. And um, so we, you know, we, we raised all the money. Every single penny went right to the Lions Club. And the Lions Club went and bought that food wholesale and delivered it to these villages who they're, they're stuck. And um, there's some videos online you can see. Your, your listeners can go to YouTube and actually join the random, act, or not YouTube, uh, uh, Facebook, Random Acts of Kindness Army. Uh, okay. and, and they can see, you know, the initiatives, like, you know, because we made some videos of, some of the relief missions. And, you know, like I said, being Chance's father, it's my job to teach him about the world and to teach him to be compassionate and caring. And I mean, I, it, he, has a, he was born with, you know, a heart of gold, so it wasn't, it wasn't difficult, but, yeah. but it's important, you know, as his role model to show him, hey, we can make a difference. 
we could be sitting in quarantine in our cushy place in Vancouver and, and we could still help. We could still, you know, earn money for, or, or, I mean, it actually, the way it really started is I started finding people, uh, I started finding people for me to go and wire money to. So there's this site called Remitly, which I can actually literally transfer money to people. And I was picking people who I didn't really know, but had met before. So I had a little bit of contact and chances would reach out to them and say, hey, do you guys need anything? And most of them were like, no, no, we're fine. You know, thanks to God, we have a little bit of rice and uh, an eggplant, and that should last us 22 days. Um, so Chance said, okay, dad, you have to send every one of these people $100 each. Wow. So we transferred them $100 each, and every single person we transferred the money to, what they would do is they would take a week's worth of groceries for themselves and then take the rest of the money and give it to their neighbors and their friends. And that's the beautiful thing about it is they would wow. keep paying it forward until the $100 we gave to one family was split among nine families. And, and just so you know, $100 feeds a family for an entire month there. So $25 you can eat like a king for a week in the Philippines. Oh. So we didn't ask them to share. We didn't do, we didn't put any stipulations on, uh, we were just trying to do random acts of kindness. Yeah. And literally every single person paid it forward. And that made us want to help more and more and more people. Right. So, and, and in the meantime, we were dotting the I's and crossing the T's with the Lions Club to make sure, you know, cause a lot of charities have big overheads. So, you know, 80% might go to their overhead because, you know, a lot of people full time, they have to earn a living as well. We understand it. But we wanted to try to get every possible penny to the people who needed it desperately. Mm -hmm. And the did that for us. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that is absolutely um, just inspiring. I'm sure people hearing this, I, they're going to go. Is it still open to? Uh, the Philippines is starting to open up, but. I mean, there's a lot of damage done to these poor families, you know. Um, Your charity's still available, open though yeah, for people to available. donate. When you go onto our website and they and they donate, uh, they can donate from their credit card or whatever. It goes directly into the Lions Club bank in the Philippines, and we also receive um, uh, notifications, which you know for for accountability. So we see how much they're exactly, you know, receiving and show us how they're spending it. So they're very transparent with us and, and they've been phenomenal to work with. Um, but, you know, the idea of the army, because we've done, you know, we jump behind as many causes as possible. That's just how our family is. And this army, I think the idea Chance and I and Elise had was to mobilize an army of great people to help the next cause too. And the next cause, rather than having to align the troops every single time, we've okay. kind of got a basis of people who, you know, now we're helping in Costa Rica. Um, my brother um, took the initiative to do this in Mexico. Um, so, you know, we're, we're trying, the, the army's there and it's only growing. And, you know, whenever there's some sort of a tragedy or, or, or people need help, you know, we, that's kind of what we want to do is try to assemble that army and grow the army to help in future causes as well. Because let's face it, there's so many people 
needing help in so many various ways. It's not always money either. Like your show helps people, uh, you know, dealing with mental health issues. And, and, and there's so many things that we still need to do, you know, going on the mental health topic. Um, I'm not sure if you, if you recall the story about that 15 year old girl, Amanda Todd, who committed suicide. Um, how many years ago was that? Seven years, seven or eight years ago. Um, she was from Vancouver and it became worldwide news. And it was this girl who was bullied online and couldn't oh. anymore. And she killed herself. And uh-huh. um, I remember, I don't remember how old Chance was. You must have been five, four or five. And I remember we were at a restaurant at Chance's birthday and it was like a, like a sports kind of restaurant. It's Red Robin. And, and on the screen, I saw the news. I don't know why the news was on in there. And uh, that story came on and she died the day before Chance's birthday mm. on October 10th that year. And Chance's birthday is October 11th. And I said, how can this kid be having one of the greatest days of his life and receiving all these amazing toys and spoiled by his entire you know, family and friends. And this other poor girl at 15 decided she couldn't live anymore. Um, so, you know, I started investigating and uh, turns out she's from Vancouver also. And I wanted to do something. My wife wanted to do something. So we wrote this song called Wonder Woman that Elisa Stratus sang, my wife. And uh, we didn't have any plan on what to do with it um, other than we wanted to try to do something like, like donate the money to, to whatever cause the parents chose. And somehow, literally the 12th, I think it was like two days after she passed away, the word got to Amanda Todd's mom. And Amanda uh. Todd messaged me on Twitter and, and basically said, is this really you? Is this really happening? And we started talking. I got in my car and I drove to the suburbs and I sat in the living room down the hall from where Amanda killed herself and, huh. and sat with the mom and the stepdad and, and sat with them as they cried. And it was very, very surreal. And so we, we rushed this song as fast as we can and the radio got behind it in a huge way. It became this big hit and all of the proceeds went to the Amanda Todd Legacy Foundation, um, which the mom is, you know, Carol Todd, she's on a mission to help as many people as possible. And she's phenomenal. And, um, and that's kind of been their theme song. I know a bunch of people wrote songs for it as well. And again, you know, being a producer and my wife being a, a pop star, we, we try to, when there's a cause, we try not to write the song. We try to donate the money directly just mm-hmm. because, you know, it, it seems a little self-serving to us when we take our art and create a song based on it. But for some reason that time we had to, we had to write the song. You felt called to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But when it came to COVID and everything, we shied away from writing the song because what people needed was money. So we gave them money and we raised money in the most, you know, the fastest way we possibly could versus writing the song about it. Well, you know, you guys seem to be, you know, putting out the light. I mean, putting out your light putting it out into the universe as much as you can. And you're doing it in a beautiful way, light, love, positivity, and whatever way you feel is, 
is right for you. And that is, it's got to feel good. It's got to be so gratifying and to see how much of a difference you're making in people's lives. Amazing. I'm amazed by you guys. <laughs> so sweet. You know, um, what, I, what I've been teaching chants since birth is the world gives you what you give. You know, mm -hmm. if you give someone money and they don't give it back, you're upset about it. But that's not how the world works. If you yeah. give someone money, don't expect it back. The world will give you something else. And our family is living proof of this. You know, yeah. my father's only 13. And, you know, if you check his IMDb page, he has a ton of credits. He's in, you know, number one movies in the box office and hit TV show and, and you know, a ton of animation and wins award after award. And, you know, he's a, sure he's a talented kid, but he's also very, very lucky. And that's the world giving him, you know, in return, you not that you need anything in return, but the world gives you what you give. And he's yeah. always been such a sweet kid and the world just keeps giving it back. And my wife and I, this is how our whole family lives is we're so fortunate and it's our job, you know, to, to help as many people as we can. And, and like I said, with no expectations of receiving anything in return because the world takes care of us. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so glad to connect with you guys because Kim and I, our show is all about that. So that's amazing. I feel like so aligned with you guys. <laughs> yeah. We are all for that heart putting, you know, giving everything with so much heart, giving yourself. But it's also what I tell people too, is you have to give just as much back to yourself. Don't forget about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're very right in that. But I, I think, you know, it just kind of like, I, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but for us, some reason, things just land on us. Even in the worst of times, good luck comes our way. Like COVID-19, the, the pandemic has been terrible. And somehow our family received luck through it. Like, it's just the weirdest. I can't explain it other than... You know, we, but we talk about it. We recognize that we talk about it. We sit there going, people are starving and all of a sudden three more massive opportunities landed on our lap. I think it's partly about gratitude that you guys live in gratitude. You're, sure you're grateful for what you have and, and you're not looking at it like, well, what's next? Or I need more. It's, it's, you already feel like you have abundance. Absolutely. Enough. Yeah. So then I think that's, yeah, you're putting that out into the universe and that's what you get in return. Yeah. There's no scarcity exactly. <laughs> of love and, you know, cause that comes first. I can tell, like I said, the love is first. Your everything is based on that. Then it's a win-win. <laughs> you're very, very correct. Let's yeah. write a song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> okay so lastly we're gonna wrap this up but tell me is there anything you guys want to share as far as how what projects you're doing now um anything that you haven't talked about or how people can find you real quick one more thing i wanted to add to earlier is um okay. the fact that my dad and, and my stepmom and i what you know we kind of have a platform so one thing we want to do is we want to use our platform for good because you know I see some people out there who have a huge platform and, and, and they're either not doing anything with it or they're not doing anything particularly good with it. So what we want to do is we want to spread kindness with our platform among other people. Mm -hmm. 
Good for you. And in fact, I skipped that question. I had that written down. I was going to ask you, what do you do? Because you have a great platform and how do you use it for good? So you kind of already brought that up. (laughs) Okay. he's, He's funny because he like social media he goes off and on like he'll disappear for days from it because he knows when he gets on it's going to be eight hours of Mm -hmm. the thing one of the things that i love about chance is he literally tries to reply to everybody i'm like that and not that i have the thousands i have like five but (laughs) but i understand it's it's incredible because as you know as his notoriety grows so do the messages and mm-hmm. so when he sits there, like when he's on Twitter, like um, every every Wednesday that he possibly, or Thursday, sorry, that he possibly can live tweet with the fans of the show, he does, but he knows it's nine, 10 hours. It's like starting right before the show and it'll carry on for hours and hours. So he, he literally has to devote in his mind, okay, once I get on, I'm on. And yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, he takes the time to to try to reach out to every single person. I like to make everyone feel special. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. It reminds me of, um, I'm sure, well, it's like people probably feel like you're not separating yourself from them or you're not superior, that you're acting like you guys are equals and you're all human. You're treating people like that, like you're at the same level. That's the truth. That's the way it really is. No one's above anybody else, you know? uh race or or economic status don't define a person you know in the inside we're all the same yeah our souls are all the same color (laughs) very very true yeah and so yeah we you know i think it's i love when chance uses his voice like i I absolutely love it i'm so proud of him as his dad like literally you know he he was just nominated for another big award for starring in Dork Van Dango. He plays Dork Van Dango and he hasn't shared it. And I asked him why he hasn't shared it. And he said, because there's so much going on with the Black Lives Matter movement that he doesn't want to talk about himself right now. He wants yeah. to focus on the movement. And, uh, and I love that about him. I mean, I'm so proud of everything he does, but those things make me especially proud. Yeah, the way he responds to it. And yeah, he's very generous, very humble. And like I'm talking about him like he's not in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he always tells people because, you know, a lot of times they're shocked that he's so down to earth and sweet. And then he always tells people he has to be or his dad will beat him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are so cool. Okay, so anything you want to share besides that? Anything about the movies coming out, new movies, new Netflix series? There's so much that he could probably share. <laughs> okay, uh, and we need a new a part two. <laughs> you want to talk about the movie? Batman? Yeah. So Fat Man was a movie I filmed with Mel Gibson and Walton Goggins um, earlier this year. Right before Right, right before quarantine went into effect. And it should be coming out sometime December, December. in theaters mm-hmm. called Fat Man. And it's an incredible role. It's completely different from his role yeah. in A Million Little Things. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And it's a, it's a very challenging role, which is really cool. And it's, it's, um, it's, they're kind of comparing it to No Country for Old Men. Like it's a, 
it's suspense. Mm-hmm. It's got some dark comedy in it. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool movie. We're excited yeah. to see it. And uh, I mean, a new season of A Million Little Things is coming. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's awesome. You're so busy. <laughs> so busy. Yeah, that's great. And I literally don't sleep because I, I have to do my work in between all the madness. You know, thank yeah. God for my wife, who's literally put her latest album on hold just so she could be there for chance. Um, you know, we're all, again, we're all very, very lucky. So I get to go travel the world and produce pop stars and write for them um, because Elise, you know, makes sure chances is is taken care of you know that's so amazing it's it's neat how you said i get to yeah because that uh, there's a lot of gratitude in that just saying it that way yeah absolutely i mean listen you know i i've been in the music business since i was a kid and a lot of people more talented than me are no longer in the music business and i managed to have an incredibly lucky career with tons of platinum records and lots of hits and and why do I get to do that? You know, one of my best friends, he works for a corporation and, you know, he was very talented, but he, you know, he's not doing that. And I get to, I get to make music. Amazing. Well, good for you. You guys are great. Just, I love that how you shared so much. You were willing to be vulnerable with me and you are my first time doing this by myself. I hope it was okay. You're phenomenal. (laughs) Amazing. Awesome. Okay. Like Oprah's in the building. (laughs) What did you say? Like Oprah's in the building. Oh, right. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Well, my version of Oprah. Um, Okay. So anyways, thank you guys for being on. And um, we'll maybe talk offline. I have a couple of questions for you. (laughs) Okay. Bye, you guys. Thank you very much for having us. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Thanks. And here... We're going to now hear from our sponsor. Hi, so I'm here with a new sponsor, and her name is Missy Fowler. Missy is an intuitive inner awareness guide and an emotion code practitioner. She is a previous guest from our podcast, and she's here today to share with us something very special that she has to offer to our audience. Hi, Missy. Hello, everyone. Eden and Kim, thank you for having me here. I am so grateful for this opportunity to be here and to be of service, however that might be. So today, I would just love to offer my time. During these times of uncertainty, we're all going through our own unique experiences. Lots of feelings and emotions are going through us inside us. Through conversation, we're able to connect and check in and see what they're all connected to. So today, what I'd love to do is just offer an exclusive free 15-minute session for all your loyal talk, purpose, and truth listeners. What this will entail is just having a conversation to go within to find the answers that you have within you, to get to the root of whatever it is that you are harboring inside, and just help you to release them. Wow, that sounds great. What an amazing offer. I hope all of our audience members will take advantage of this. Missy, tell us how can they find you? Okay, for, there's two ways you can find me. You can find me on Facebook at Missy, M-I-S-S-Y, Fowler, F as in Frank, O-W-L-E-R. In the abbreviation, my maiden name is Floria. That's how you'll know it's me. And then you can text or call me at 661 513 4440. I'm so looking forward to chatting with you all. Thank you so much. 
For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.